intro. Let's see where this goes. Here comes the music. Here comes the music. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! What is up, everyone? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and things that you call yourself, this is the Fizzle Show, where we don't call you anything except for an engaged, creative, inspired creator of things that might you might be able to make a little money doing in the world and you won't burn out doing them, right? This is the whole deal with modern life. It feels like you can go get the job, which is better in some ways. Like you can get the job. You have this security, right? You can be a creative director at an advertising agency or you can be a copywriter in some sort of digital media company or you can be uh, number two in any of the amazing fantastic entrepreneurial ventures going on today, like working for someone like Pat Flynn or um, Amy Porterfield or Steph Crowder or for us here at Fizzle or for all the kinds of places where where there's digital businesses that are, that are growing and they need teams, right? You could be that. You could be involved in, in a lot of things you're passionate about, but you're an employee, right? You're getting a paycheck. You might even get some benefits, right? You got some security. The only problem is when that business goes away, your job goes away. Right, and this is something that your lizard brain knows, because it's really good at <laughs> at learning about food sources and how responsibly and, or how sustainable they are. Right, but there's this big question: Should I get a job, or should I start my own thing? Should I? Uh, and then, and then there's the thing where you've been on your own thing. Maybe you've started your own thing. Let's talk to you guys who've started your own thing, guys and not guys. To y'all. Sorry, I apologize. I'm working on making my language much more gender-inclusive, and I have still a handful of default mode things that... that Because I still haven't found a, a replacement for, for that G word. You know, that, that, <laughs> that really... That gives that kind of familial quality to it, Oops. you know? Folks and y'all is, like, a little too affected, you know? Um, but guys is also way too effective, <laughs> or affected in, in that sort of gendered way. But for those of you who have started your own business and you have built something that is starting to grow or is not growing, but it grew at one time, right? Or it's just getting started and you're hoping it goes well, or you're in the situation that a recent fizzle article was written from where, well, why don't I, why don't I send this over to you, Aiden? Because mm -hmm. what we're talking about today is we're talking about what happens when we have a midlife crisis in our business or when our business has a midlife crisis. When specifically, we're talking about when the entrepreneur has that moment where, what does is, what is Richard start his article with? He starts it with, uh, how much longer can I do this? How much longer do I want to? <laughs> if you've ever right. asked that question as an entrepreneur, as a, as a creative, uh, you know, just making some venture in the world by which you can learn if you have what it takes, right? To build right. your thing. If you can do it, if the world is really a, 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 an open kind of place where there is opportunity for an individual who is inspired and driven and intelligent, creative, working with both their head and their heart, right? Is there way in the world for, for someone like that to actually create things that that can get them out of working dead end jobs that can get them out of 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 just 
going from one job to the next, hoping that the company doesn't implode or, you know, what is almost a more deadly mode of life where the company stays around <laughs> and you're continuing to allow it to, to suck the very source of your life out of you through your, <laughs> through whatever, you through do, your wallet, <laughs> through your, whatever you do. Yeah. It's like, it's like this hook that's, that goes right into your wallet and it keeps your butt in the chair. Yeah. Right. But all of your life force energy is like for your, 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 you can feel like a slave. You can feel very disempowered companies. I hope are getting better at this. And that's really a, so that we could get into in the future. But I want to pass it over to you, Aiden. On the phone with me today is Aiden Fishbein. So Aiden, say what's up. Oh, good day, fine people. And if you don't know about Aiden, Aiden's been a creative entrepreneur for a very long time. In fact, runs an agency that, that specifically helps creative businesses make an impact in the world, get their stuff out there. He's got a team of people. He's been working in the space for a long time, and he helps us out here at Fizzle because he loves entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs and the spirit of the kind of uh, nouveau, nouveau maker examined <laughs> like you know I don't, it's like yeah. it's like whatever's going on right now there's this excitement about starting a business there's this excitement about you could do it i mean the gary v and the hustle porn and the and all this stuff right and by the way you know not demonizing gary v for being like a hustle porn guy but just he's massive there's these massive audiences around people who are who are geared up and you see this especially in in a, in a in the really feminine instagram world where there's all of these these ladies who are beautiful gorgeous women right who for all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds who have found some way to sell essential oils or be a be a, like a what i don't know be some, be a a, a a a corporate trainer or a life coach or you know and, and it's like everything's about living your best life now and your passion mm-hmm. you know converting alchemy wise converting your passion into and manifesting it into an actual entity in the world that grows over time and it makes something and gives people gives something to people and then they pay you for that thing and this is a way you can get out of the rat race this is a way you can get your life back in control and this is a huge desire around for anyone who's alive on the planet but especially these like millennials and the and and the memers i think is is, the, is what i've heard <laughs> as a generation below that oh no gen gen z or something like that for you canadians i don't know but um there's this intense desire to grow and start to start a business and there's this intense realization on the other side of starting a business <laughs> right Where you might be in exactly the same question that our our guest writer richard bemke was in how much longer can i do this how much longer do I want to do this? So, Aiden, will you tell us a little bit about this article and the kind of uh, the the sort of wildfire conversation that it's gotten started in the Fizzle community and in emails and stuff like that that we've received? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, unless you um, <clears throat> are just living under a rock, you can imagine that this is like the question, right? Um, and not only is it is it the question. So, so for your beginner fizzlers, you know, the big question is how do I quit my job to pursue my thing? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's all by itself a beast, but what's even more beastly in my opinion, and I can attest from personal experience is that question resurfacing later when your thing is quote unquote successful, you have quote unquote made it, you are floating, you're flying, you're whatever you're moving, your business is working. And you ask yourself, wait a minute, is this what I wanted? Is this what I set out to do? Um, this is a lot of work. It is working. Is it worth it? 
it is worth it, is it? <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like this back and forth. And man, there is it. There's a lot of emotion tied up in that. It's hard to look at the numbers and be very, very cut and dry with that because this is your baby. Shout out to Sarah Peck. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the birthing analogies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. If you, if you didn't see Sarah Peck's episode, it was good. It was we'll good. We'll find out the number here in a little bit. Yeah, um, but but the question I think that's underneath that question, um, and I think this comes uh, right out of what you were talking about, Chase, with this like, wow, man, this violent, aggressive pressure to live your best life. It's not an easy question. No. This is something that like this is top tier. Maslow's hierarchy kind of stuff. I mean, we're not talking about shelter. We're not talking about food. We're talking about self-actualization, but this stuff kills people. Mm. You know, this is the stuff that yeah. that takes people to really dark places if they're not be, pursuing their stuff, you know? It can be really strivy, right? Right. There's always this word back in the day when I used to be a and Jesus just, guy. Man. There, there's, this, there's this sense of like st- striving, you know what I mean? Striving. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, Ambition, man. This was, this Pursuit. was always a, a thing. Even like just bad, like old school, old school, like Proverbs, Hebrew wisdom literature, ancient texts, right? Talk about this striving and this mm. striving. And, and, and it's funny in, in the religious context, I'm going to plug, plug this into business because it, it is exactly the same thought technology. Okay. So if you're, if you're deeply opposed to uh, historical documents, then just give it a second here because there is there there are both both of these show up in in these ancient sort of religious texts both striving towards god doing whatever you need to do to be the kind of person that is you know living in accordance yeah. with quote god's plans or things like that and then there's also this other thing where it's like i've let go of my striving and this is where i find god this and it's is just where embrace i the find current. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. and this I th- I see this dichotomy all over the world and all over entrepreneurship especially. This concept of striving is 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 a way in which we can we can give too much of ourselves and leave ourselves high and dry without the resources that that the like the energy that we actually need to complete the thing. Have you ever started or, something yeah. and not finished it? This right. is a kind of striving, right? Yeah, and it's a kind of death too. I mean, this is we're borrowing energy from our own health sometimes to, to give life to something else. And sometimes, you know, and this is a great, this is a great callback to uh, um, our other good friends hospitalizing himself um, on the, uh, the burnout episode. Oh yeah. Where, that's um, right. Tom Ross. Who, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, got it, hospitalized bu- <laughs> literally his body like shut down and he, and his business was clicking. You guys got to listen to that Tom Ross episode. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, which will be at fizzleshow.co slash 318. But his business was clicking, humming. Yeah. Next step, next step, next step. And he kept going, pushing. Progress, getting real coached, progress. Getting mentors, put, going like serious progress and serious results. And uh, just maybe, maybe, it was a, maybe it was a lack of, of understanding or, or wisdom around w- the ways in which you take that money that could go directly into your bank account because it's profit and you turn it back into the company and you hire Sustainability. people. Sustainability. Right. You know what I mean? That whole thing. There's a lot of wisdom to be gleaned on that, you guys. And, <laughs> and very few of us that you'll hear on the Fizzle Show have spent a lot of time building that. Right? Like in Fizzle, we've, we've built our company over the last six years precisely that way. Corbett's constantly... He, building more people into it to make it sustainable. Um, but you, like you said, Tom Ross is a great example of the ways yeah. in which striving can become uh, a thing 
that burns you out so bad that your body literally shuts down. He was hospitalized. He, was, he had to like lie yeah. down for a really long time. I'm sure he wouldn't mind if you learned from his mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He'd, he, so, will, he would welcome it. <laughs> so Richard wrote this post, because, and, and, if, and if anybody's been around for a long time, you know, we have a course from Richard inside of Fizzle. Richard was a, a videographer and, and this videographer out in New York, and he was making these great videos for people. And so we partnered with him because he was a part of Fizzle to go, hey, man, let's make a course on... on uh, video stuff. And so he's got a course in there. And this is, you know, this is like almost five years later that Richard writes this post saying, uh, I'm, I went from I'm an employee to becoming an entrepreneur, then was an entrepreneur for a while and constantly asking that question, how long can I actually do this? How long do I want to do this? Because it's mm-hmm. uh, an honest to God is it's a lot to do. It's a lot sure. to be doing. And it, and it's, it can be stressful. What 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 do you resonate with in, in that part of the argument? Yeah, well, in that that story, it, it's always it is always kind of like, is this work worth the output? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so for me in my personal story, there's always that question, and usually the question is more or less severe based on how much forethought I put in before I started something. So in the beginning for me, um, when I was doing my own uh, videography, well, more more post production editorial stuff. Um, I didn't even ask myself what I was after. I just thought, hey, it would be cool to have a business that made me money um, and so I didn't have to have a job. And that was mm. really the goal. Mm. Um, and surprise, surprise, that's not a hard goal to hit. Um, I, I honestly do believe that. I think what's much, much more harder, and back to the whole pressure of lifestyle thing, it's much harder to to get the whole picture, you know, the trifecta, the thing that, that makes you money, that that uh, you enjoy, that also gives you purpose, right? Um, mm. And in the beginning, I would get burnt out because turns out money doesn't do it for me, right? Yeah. And if I asked myself that question, is it worth it? The answer is no. It, a job is worth it, right? A job is equivalent to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I don't, and, and many times I would finish working um, on projects independently uh, in the very beginning and go back to doing fulfilling work at mm-hmm. companies. Yeah. So that answer was easy and that transition is easy. Uh, but then every departure, because that was my story, you know, it's kind of a little freelance. I would float myself for a while. I'd take a big contract or or something that looked like employment for a while. And then, you know, the caged bird would would start to cry out again and I'd I'd make one other leap. So it was a back and forth, back and forth thing for me. And each and that's time really quick, just to make it really yeah. clear there, uh, two things. One thing that you said I want to I want to call attention to you. You, you were talking about. Um, it's actually possible. It sounded like you were saying it's actually, I really do believe it's actually possible to start a business. Is that where you started with this thing? Like it's actually yeah. po- like you started your own thing and then you're like, just want people to know it's actually possible to do so. Yeah, totally. And, and, and a little aside there, thanks for kind of coming back. Um, not only is it possible, but it's pretty easy. I believe, um, especially in the service world to kind of get your business started fast product it's a lot different there's a lot more kind of building up front and up front incurred costs yeah um and when i say easy i don't mean um i actually do mean simple i think um i think i think the ingredients are pretty pretty minimal um you require some sort of specialty uh specialty skill um some sort of audience that you can sell that to and a little bit of guts to ask for the money and then you do it you know um but i guess what i realized pretty quickly is that a business that does make happiness may not so much. However, um, say, wait, what, what do you mean? Say that again. Say <laughs> I'm that. not going to be able to say it the same way, man. <laughs> a business may not may. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, so 
I think you can you can support yourself financially a lot easier than you can get purpose and happiness from your thing, right? Mm, mm. Um, and I think that's really important, and that's maybe what differentiates the hustle, um, the hustle grindy folks from what we do at Fizzle. Um, and I also think it differentiates Fizzle from uh, the Instagram quote images on top of mountains about following passion, right? <laughs> right. So, you're so saying, I think we're in the middle somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I like this. It's like, and and this really is the heart of the conversation we're we're having right now, you guys. It's uh, or y'all apologize once again. <laughs> You can see I'm the, in Arizona. The default, That's the default mode is just just goes goes so quick. The um the the real the the nuclear core at the center of this is, and I'm gl- really glad you said this, Aiden. It's like yes, you can create a business. This is possible. You can pay attention to sources of information like Fizzle. Like you don't even have to buy books or join Fizzle. You know, nope. you can just start plugging into podcasts and listening to it for a year join in the background of your life good. while you commute to your work, right? <laughs> and things will just start to like slowly develop over time. And then maybe you want to maybe you want to actually jump into one of the courses that actually learn like the specific things. Maybe you want to shortcut that whole year and just go like, let's just start the Fizzle roadmap. By the way, fizzle.co slash try five for any of you to try five weeks of free Fizzle where we have the Fizzle roadmap, over 40 courses and the community of entrepreneurs who won't let you quit. That's fizzle.co slash try five. Now, the the thing that you'll learn is it's possible to start this thing. Then it's really the the maturing of that idea. Number one, the 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 maturing of the project, right? The idea, the business itself, mm. the 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 entity that you're creating. I think of them and I really think of businesses as children. I mean, my wife hates me for that, but I I see them as like a life source. <laughs> like they have their we own have real children. <laughs> they have their own wants and needs, you know? Uh, like a business is a yeah. is it like an identity. It has its own wants and needs and things that it wants to become. Um in a lot and to me at least. Um you can start that. And you can you can right. grow it successfully, and you can get to a point. But then it's like this maturation process happens in the entrepreneur as well, where sure. like what you just said becomes a very big deal. That it might be easier to make money than it is to to feel the sort of wind in your sails, the proverbial wind in your sail, the meaning and purpose in your life, the sense of fulfillment and satisfaction, the sense of like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And mm. what I notice is that a lot of entrepreneurs experience, especially new entrepreneurs like me, experience um, this phase, just like Richard wrote this article from, right? This, this, it's a very natural part of our development as entrepreneurs, I think, or as, a, as, as just individuals. It might happen like at the same time of life for a lot of us. <laughs> it might just be right, like, right, like yeah. literally related to just like when your kids are about 10 <laughs> like or whatever. But my, but my, my hunch is that it's, it's just broad. There's, there's 57-year-olds who are having this feeling. I started this business. It was really exciting to start it and to get it going. And now it's working. And now the whole thing is, I can't travel. I'm like tethered here. I can't have the lifestyle that I want. than the job, right? Right. Perhaps. It's a kind of, I've got these, I got this amazing gold machine, gold making machine, but it takes so much work to keep it going that it's like the only products I'm making with the gold are handcuffs. (laughs) It's like the golden (laughs) handcuffs machine, right? And I'm tethered to it by a golden handcuffs. This This is a term that's used in in business, the idea of a golden handcuff is like, whoa, look at this flashy, beautiful, amazing, rare, extremely elegant and, and historically important uh, metal, 
right? That's so shiny called gold. It's like, here, you can have these. And they're like putting it on your wrist as they, as you're like looking at, wow, it's so shiny. And you're handcuffed. (laughs) The golden yep. handcuffs. Now you have to you have to stay at this business for the next five years for your shares to vest, or you have to con- you have to stay at the gears and the levers of this business that you've started. Otherwise, it implodes. It goes away. Right. It falls apart. Now there might be an untrue belief right there. Okay, I think that I, for example, right now, Aiden, have a lot of that thought in my head. Sure. If I put my pull my foot off the gas, this thing's going to fall apart. It's all going to go away, right? There's a lot of fear I have around that. I'm actually in the middle of like a two-week break from publishing on YouTube accidentally. Yeah, just, just, to, <laughs> just, 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 just to see. Just to just see. see what happens. <laughs> Will to... everything fall apart? Yes. Hey, yeah. listen. Sometimes the only way to, to get over a fear like that is to like, hold your breath, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and that's like, I don't know. I Each and every little leap back and forth it was the same, man. Every time I, I decided to, um, you know, put my business on pause, this is a great little dovetail, sir. Mm. Um, I would, uh, I felt very similar in the leap back into employment, right? Mm. Um, it was the same kind of gut wrenching thing, uh, same kind yeah. of uncertainty, same kind of, um, possibility as, as too. Bart Simpson would say, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, by the way, Bunga, not from a Simpsons as I leap, episode. As I I leapt. It's just from that was just from there was a Simpsons CD back in the day when I was in junior high. About the time that there was uh there was uh, sorry I'm I'm gonna stop right after this. But uh, do you remember the Adam Sandler CD? Uh, yeah. the, like the the like comedy special where he's like piece did, of shit car did the goat and yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally dude around that time there was also at a, a medium pace uh, there's also a, a but dude a hand a, like shout out to anybody who remembers that adam sandler scene yeah. because i noticed that there's a lot of people that that actually was i mean that broke me wide open i didn't even know it at the time but this was the funniest thing i had ever encountered as a junior hire right and yeah. and raunchy at that but uh, but the, the Simpsons thing was like some <laughs> CD, some audio CD of like the Simpsons making something. One of the Bart had a rap song saying, "Well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't." <laughs> right? And I don't know this. It seems like that sometimes you are you, you. It's going to be challenging doing your own business, right? And then you're like, "Well, uh, I'm in the challenge of that," and and I'm like, "I've got this job opportunity, or maybe I should get back into the corporate." environment and yada 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 and it's like you start exploring down there and i can only as you just get the feeling like oh no this this is gonna suck on monday man it's gonna suck on sunday this is gonna suck on sunday afternoon it's gonna suck so hard on monday that saturday is gonna be ruined right (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know exactly Um, but but i do want to interject that conversely um i did have about as many amazing fulfilling purposeful jobs as I did amazing, satisfying, purposeful entrepreneurial endeavors, mm-hmm. um, which is very important because, you know, I, I don't, this is way back in, in the, in the archives and the fizzle episodes, but, um, there is definitely an idea that is, that is worth just tucking in the back of your head that entrepreneurship is at some level can be purely ego. And if you really do have a cause that you want to dent the universe with, you might need to jump on a team that already exists. Yeah. That might be the best way to make the best use of your skills mm-hmm. and to help a cause that you are trying to champion yeah. is not to go off into the wilderness and do it yourself. Um, so I would hold on to that idea. <clears throat> and when I leapt, you know, from from some editing, video editing, business, uh, freelance stuff back into working for uh, a photographer, for example, as an in-house editor. Um, so 
so that was kind of the back and forth. And then, like I said, I'd come back out each and every time I came out of employment and looked entrepreneurship in the face, the question what I want was different. Mm. Um, so the first time it was, there wasn't much of a question. It was just, I hope I make money. I hope I can support myself. Um, and then the second time it was kind of like, I hope, uh, I hope this is fun. I hope this, like I wake up on Monday feeling excited. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can muster that for a while, but where I think, and maybe this is the turning point where the midlife crisis starts to happen. And I experienced this maybe not many times, but at least a couple soul crushing times, which was, um, is this going to fill every purpose void in me? And that's the weight that I put on my business. Mm. And when I succeed in getting my business off the ground, and then I'm at Richard's place where I'm wondering how much longer can I do this? Do I want to do this any longer? Uh, then the, the under the thought that's underneath that is, did I just waste my whole life up until this because I thought I was after purpose Mm. and obviously it's not here. And that's really, really dark place to be. And that's, I think where the jumping off point is. And I think that's where, uh, if you are, I, I don't know, I can't speak for the people that fed back on Richard's post, but we got some really, really, really soul exposing feedback in in emails from folks that really did resonate um, that we're having similar struggles and the, the question at this stage is how do you know how do you know if you should continue or not is there a way to figure this out mm. um, or is there a way to reset and refocus so that you can get back on track if you feel like you've diverged a little bit so this is i think this is why i think fizzle is is so important and just to shout out fizzle like i'm involved in fizzle now as part of the team, but in no small part because I did what they said and built my business. And now I can do that. You know, now I, I have a successful business that's allowing me to kind of like hang out with Chase and Corbett and do stuff on the podcast. Mm. So um, that's for me a little bit of that purpose. Um, but I remember asking myself that question recently um, during that, uh, you know, to scale or not to scale episode. You remember that one, Chase? Mm, yeah, I, I vaguely. What remind me? So it was like, um, should I? I'd been trying to grow my agency um, for like the last year, yeah. trying thing after thing after thing, um, trying to grow in revenue and grow in personnel. But um, I kept like bouncing off what I felt like was a glass ceiling, and and instead I I decided maybe maybe it's not. Maybe that's not the answer. Maybe what I should do first, at least, is try to optimize my involvement and get that lower and lower and lower, yeah. and then regroup and okay. figure out. So you this know is, what I mean? This is a really important, like, okay. So one of the things we always do at Fizzle is is we don't list out a bunch of like, here are the hot tips, here's the five P's of personal branding, right? We we don't believe in those things often. We think that they're a minor bit too simplified to work in the real world where there are right. real people and real problems and real confusion and real stuff it's a jungle out there you don't walk into the jungle like like with a manual about the jungle right you want to have you want to <laughs> like there's jaguars you go in with a person that's been in the jungle you know, before you got it like there's there is like there are real like there are real things in the world and sometimes those five p's of personal branding as you probably have experienced if you are listening to this show can be a little bit too watered down if there's this important thing in publishing like if you're if you're a business person you need to know this okay you already do likely where you have to simplify your message enough for it to be understood 
right? And what happened, because this is what you need to do on your sales. This is what you need to do on your videos. This is what you need to do on your social media presence. This is what you need to do on your sales page. This is what you need to do on your homepage. It's what you need to do on every blog post and every piece of content that you make and every conversation that you have. Simplify the message and the meaning of what you're communicating to the point where it's understandable. Well, oftentimes what happens in the simplification process is it gets too simple. What we've found that works really great against this is let's hear real stories. Let's hear real stories from people. And now what Aiden was just talking about was what we would call a real story. Yeah, and it's it's going to be different, obviously, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think one of the things that I mentioned about you know trying to trying to see if your purpose is best served um, with a team that is already making progress on that mission, and if you really do need to be doing this yourself, that's a good place to start. But Chase, I think this kind of goes beautifully into your trifecta, your three pronged approach of. Um, of the desire, the expected result, and the surprising result. And if I don't go too much a, into that, remember that's going to be a very expensive course at some point. Okay? <laughs> you know, with yeah. lots of threes in the yeah, number. <laughs> that's right, three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars um, one day. Well, allow you to divulge as much intellectual property as you <laughs> as you deem appropriate. Yeah, continue going. Continue going. <laughs> but but this idea, which is at the end of each thing, or when I'm confronted in what I believe is a crisis, when I'm like paralyzed really not sure about putting any more effort forwards, really not sure about what it looks like to evacuate and hit the abort button. Mm. Um, I take some time and I kind of look at, you know, just very simple stuff. What was I looking for to begin with? Mm. Did I actually carefully decide any of that stuff? Was I soul searching before I moseyed into the jungle? Um, And then also, so the desire um, leads into kind of this like, well, what did I expect would happen? Did I expect it was going to be hard work? If not, then I'm probably freaking out because it's harder work than I anticipated. And maybe the answer is getting more help, right? Maybe it's that easy. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a good way to refocus your uh, your expectations so that you can have energy to continue along because you have been making progress. You're just at a scaling point, right? Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of people that have been at the point that you've are at now and you can talk to them and figure out exactly what they did and they can probably hold your hand through it. Um, and that's a really cool thing to, to find out if that is not the case and you did expect it to be as hard as you thought. And what you're surprised about is that your inertia is dwindling and your motivation and energy is actually not as uh, in in such high amount as you initially thought, you thought you would be able to weather the storm. It is a lot more uh, exhausting than you thought, um, and you're surprised at, at something like that. Then um then we're at a different crossroads. But I like I like that little framework chase of kind of like, well, what did I want? What did I expect would happen? And what was I just kind of like not prepared for? Was yeah. it good? Was it bad? Yeah. And that's that's a good way to vet these things. It's probably not gonna give you the answer, but. It may start peeling back some layers. Yeah, and you've said you've said a handful of really important things for people uh, up to now that are uh, that are in this place, right? So if you're confused about what you should do, whether you should uh, go back into the workforce or continue on with your entrepreneurial venture, right? You probably don't want to have that confusion. If you could just look at that, and there's there's probably a, right. there's probably a bunch of questions there that like we can just put under the umbrella of confusion. Right. I am confused right, about what right. to do. Right. So that's that's clarifying right there. Just knowing that, like, not I don't know if I should do this or if I should do that. Just talk about like, you know, I'm a little confused right now. I have right. some confusion in my system. 
right? Chances are that confusion's in your system for a lot of good reasons. <laughs> Those are learning opportunities. Because, because <laughs> you're smarter than you think you are. Your, your, your subconscious is looking at your experience. You're, you're like, there's parts of you that are looking at your experience going like, dude, we did not sign up for this. <laughs> this is not yeah. when we, this is not what we said we wanted to do when we were growing up, you know? Right. This and is entrepreneurship the, is full of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you let, let's just simplify it down to like, you've got some confusion about which way to go. Let's, let's like, let's just. Like, which might be summarized as like, help, I want, I think I want to quit my own business. Should right? I? <laughs> it's like, should I? So first of all, we've got this confusion and our desire is we want to simplify that. We want to get to clarity, right? Mm. We want to get to clarity. What you really want to feel is that you're right where you're supposed to be. This is what I, my hunch is. What I right. want in life totally. is to feel like, you know, I'm right where I'm supposed <laughs> to be. Now, oftentimes I make up a fantasy about that, that it's going to be really easy. When I'm right where I'm supposed to be, it's easy. Here's the thing. If you just refactor that one piece of code in your software, in your, in your like wetware, you know, right? Mm -hmm. If you just matter. refactor this idea that if you're right where you're supposed to be, it's going to be easy. If you just pull that one little thing out, right? Disconnect those cables, cut the green wire, whatever, you know, just pull that out and see, it's like, it's see what, it, what are the, you know, this is what we've done. Dude, you know, what we used to do with lobotomies. We would like, literally there's still, there's still brain procedures where you just like people go in through the eye or the nose and just like, just dig around in the prefrontal cortex, right. scramble it, it up. Cause it helps, a little bit. it helps me make you not have any seizures. Some people, right. But it completely mm -hmm. just com like, alters what the brain is capable of doing for life like there's right. no fixing what that does right what i'm talking about here is like let's just play with an idea that if you were right where you're supposed to be it's going to be easy okay pull that out let's pull that out what if what if that's a false assumption what if that's an assumption and you know what happens when we're making assumptions right we're making mm. an ass out of you and me right this is what happens that's what, what we do when we assume is we actually are thinking we're smarter than we are. We're going with what I've been doing this whole show with that default mode where like, hey guys, comes out of my mouth before I've even had the thought. Of there's no like, examination. Oh, there's also women in the audience and people who don't resonate or connect with the word guys, right? Right? So I'm in that default mode and, and I'm learning to train that default mode, learning to train that back. Okay, so what if you have an assumption that is like, we all have assumptions, right? We, you see someone, you, you expect them. You see a hippie. If you saw me walking down the streets in Ocean Beach where I live on the beach in California, like you would be like, this guy is a hippie and I should veer right. He smells like essential oils. <laughs> and um, honestly, I'm uncomfortable with it or whatever, right? <laughs> Depending on right. what I'm wearing. Ironically, they would say, get a job. <laughs> get a job. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you'd see me or you'd see a lot of people in the world. You, you walked by someone today and you made an assumption about them. You didn't even notice you made the assumption about them, right? This is something we all know. This is just like, you know, interpersonal stuff one-on-one. -on -one. Well, if we can get used to noticing when we're making assumptions just a little bit, or if we can just identify some assumptions that are causing a bunch of havoc in our life, like this one, that if I'm right where I'm supposed to be, it's going to be easy, then what would happen to you is you might be feeling like, like this confusion is right. actually right where you're supposed to be. Yeah, you're not surprised anymore. You're no longer, um, like, you're in dialogue with an eventual outcome that you are going to be responsible for.
right? Sure. You, yep. you know that you are going to make a decision on this thing. The decision is forthcoming, but it's guarantee, right? Whether or not the world makes the decision for you or you make it for yourself, right? This is why I, how I'm living my life. <laughs> okay, people are paying attention to my videos. So when they stop doing that, I'll have to figure out something else, <laughs> right? And, but in the meantime, like they're doing that thing. And I think entrepreneurialism, <laughs> just like marriage and raising kids is a lot like that. It's a lot like yep. that. And so my hunch is if you've got a, a bee in your bonnet about what you should do, going back to work or staying in the job or, or staying in the, the entrepreneurial venture that you're doing or, uh, or maybe some people are listening to this who, who are thinking about starting the job and quitting or starting the, the business and quitting the job, right? right? Um, wherever you are, let's put that in the umbrella of confusion and then let's go, you're right where you're supposed to be. Do you see how you are the, the, the point at the end of the spear of your whole lineage of development and that your father and your father's father and your mother's mother and your mother's mother's mother mother and you're all the way back. There's always been fathers and mothers because that's what's necessary to create an individual that comes from, you know, that comes from the thing is that like, and there's this massive line all through history, which by the way, we have no idea what it is building towards. And it is a, it is a mystery (laughs) shrouded in enigma. All right. But, but we're apes, we're monkeys that got smart and now we built a civilization. And, and part of that civilization in modern life is learning how to earn a little money so that you can buy the things that you need, like nutrition and sources of food and stuff like that. Shelter, we were talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Ma- Maslow was a phenomenal mystic who identified, here's what a human needs, right? And up at the right. top is self-actualization, and this is the whole shebang. This is the big picture. And this is probably the part of you that knows about self-actualization and knows that it is on this path of becoming itself is probably a large part of what is causing you to have this confusion about what you should do right now. And that right. stress, strain, and pressure that's building up there is actually a phenomenal growth-oriented experience. In, you know what I mean? It's causing you to grow. It's causing yeah. you to make a decision. and It's causing you to ask by which metrics or by which uh, does, like by which fun- formats or, or what, what's the word? I, mean, I don't know. By which metrics? Let's stick with that. Yeah, by metrics. which metrics mm-hmm. will you make this decision? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is probably the most important hack in entrepreneurship of all. Absolutely. Let me let me interject because I totally have an amazing little uh, worksheet or not a worksheet spreadsheet that I've been yeah. using as ju- uh, to journal because Jason, I know you're a journal geek. Um, and I was doing or have been through my time. You have been sure. Yeah. And I, I have been too. I used to be a long form kind of page and a half, two pages at a time journal person, right? Very anecdotal, very story based, very flourishy with the language. Mm. Um, I was listening to Jim Collins be interviewed by Tim Ferriss recently. Mm. Jim Collins has a spreadsheet journaling practice whereby he very, very cut and dry writes down what he did during the day and then scores it. Yeah. Negative two, negative one, zero, one or two. Right. right? Negative two, and negative one, zero, one, one and two. or two. Okay. Got and it. So we can give something a negative or a positive. Right. Essentially. Yes. This and, is the and same, by the way, the same thing that I use when I'm reviewing bags I actually don't go into the negatives, but I probably should. I just have zero, one, and two. You know, there's like three stars, five stars, all this stuff. It's like one is satisfactory, two is excellent, zero is unsatisfactory. Right, exactly. And it makes it a lot easier. 
at least psychologically for me, I don't know if everybody's like this, but instead of like one to 10 or mm-hmm. exactly. zero to five stars, it, like five, that negative, it's like, it's like all positive. of a sudden, you, it's like basically, no, is this right on the money? Is it better right. than right on the money? Or is it worse or is it than meh? right on the money? Yeah. Right, exactly. And so what's really cool about this is being, being the nerd that I am, over a considerable period of time, I can filter my results mm. and start looking in my answers for the similarities in my two days, right? I can say, okay, look at that. I ate breakfast every day, or I worked out, or I journaled, or, or you know, I meditated, or, or very simple things like that. Are there, where, to, where are the consistencies, right? Mm. In the negative two days, I can look at, at that kind of stuff too. So when we're talking about, um, yeah, I guess it's qualifying, right? The, the quality of my day, qualifying my emotions with that criteria and what metrics to choose. I don't know what metrics to use, but this is a process of figuring out what are the metrics that actually suggest a good day will happen mm. or actually suggest a bad day will happen. And then once you've got some clarity on what those things are, and I'm sure they're going to be very unique to you, um, you can set out with purpose to make those things happen, the ones that are inside your control, you yeah. know? Yeah. Okay. So here's the here's the deal, folks. We've actually been giving you these tips, and you, we didn't even call them out, right? Because we want you to <laughs> be soaking in in sort of by, by by osmosis. Okay. So here's a couple of things that have come out in this conversation. A few things that that if you're in this confusion, you can start doing right now, and you can start thinking about it. And it can help you sort of alleviate the pressure of the confusion, so that you can. I mean, can you imagine what it'd be like to make a decision where you didn't have a bunch of shame and anxiety built up <sighs> in your system about it? I can't imagine. I've never Bill, done that. Bill Murray has this great quote about how he learned a long time ago that I did my best work when I was the most relaxed. So right. I found the work that I could be most relaxed in, and that was actually acting and comedy and improv and all of this stuff where actually you have to be so relaxed because everybody's looking at you. That there has to be something there. And in that, in that really heated up environment of on stage with, with sometimes hundreds and thousands of people watching, Right. And on screen, like Saturday Night Live with millions of people watching, right? Where there is this enormous pressure to do something funny or do the right thing or, or make it good. He says, no, no, no. The thing that makes it good, that makes you do the funny or good thing or the right thing at the time is actually being relaxed. Mm. that's what allows you to do, not being stressed up and revved up, right? So imagine for a second what it's like to think about this question outside of the realm of that stress and 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 anxiety, which will, by the way, a bing, 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 lead someone to enter into a relationship of striving towards a goal, like we talked about earlier. The striving that will lead you to, uh, can that can lead you to uh, burnout, but it can also lead you to uh, the, next, the next level. And then, you know, because it seems like it's, Sometimes it's like that. You just got to leap, you know? It's like, I'm yeah. gonna, after this, Cowabunga. I'm going to go jump in the cold ocean because it's really <laughs> invigorating to do so. And I got a new pair of jeans I got to break in and, and getting in the salt water could be helpful for that. <laughs> but, but a couple of the things that we, a few of the things we've talked about today. Um, you might not have met, like caught this, but Aiden had this really great bit about uh, uh, your purpose, Okay finding and understanding what your real purpose is in this. And if you haven't taken the first uh, course in Fizzle, the Defining Your Audience course, it is still one of the best uh, best places to to get an, an experience with this question of your purpose in your business. Right. Okay? Let, it, me, let me correct something real quick. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not definitely a proponent of your purpose. 
I'm simply a proponent of a purpose. Yeah. Um, because I have way too many What's things that I'm excited how you, about. How do you define the difference there? So I think, I think it's pressure. There's too much pressure when you look at it. It's the same thing with passion. You know, my purpose is singular. It's like my soulmate. It's like, there's only one thing. Yeah. If I miss it, is it gone? Did I have it? Did it go away? Yeah. Here's the helpful you know? thing about purpose is, is if I could ask you right now, what's your purpose and force you to give an answer to it. That's what's useful about purpose is sure. you have to sit and think and go like, all right, what's the, what's something, what's something that I know I, could contribute to with you know the ne- the 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 productive years of my life, right? And be mm-hmm. and and be satisfied with like if I put a dent in that, I'd feel like you know I'd feel comfortable lying down on my deathbed and going like you know what like it was that's a good way to just look at it yeah all about me myself and I so and I this, think it is it is tied very closely to like was I useful to other people it, did I benefit it is other exactly people? that yeah. this is mm-hmm. the this is the insight of every spiritual tradition it's like hey man <laughs> and of all of our research on well being nowadays. <laughs> Hey, yeah, dude, right. turns out you might be sort of almost psychopathically self-absorbed, right? Right. Like, oh, m- like, and you're unhappy. Surprise, like surprise. We've been taught to be, just like we've been taught to be, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Not just by our Groomed. parents, but by our by our advertisements. And maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Either way, you better look good. You better right. get out there because nobody's going to want you. Right. And right? that is the measurement. There you go. Oh, that's so the measurement. The 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 purpose thing is big. And I, 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 I'll stop there because in the course you can try for free and it's just a way better. I go into, I go into an idea of, of around service in the uh, defining your audience course. Again, fizzle.co slash try five. If you've taken it, you already know about it. If you haven't taken it, just go get in for free and take the course. It's not super long, but it'll, it'll like, there's some worksheet worksheets in there that <laughs> you'll use for the rest of your life. Right. Um, and there's this concept of, of, um, there's this concept basically that you you can't know what to do if you don't know what you intend to do, right? You're confused right now trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Um, well, how clear are you on what you want to do, right? right? In the world, like outside of this this specific business or this specific job you might take or this specific thing, just getting a, this is what Tony Tony Robbins is like made his whole career on this. This is the whole self help movement, which is and the human potential movement, which is really grounded in this one principle around. Uh, if you uh, if you if you set like an intention, if you really get clear about your intention, now intention isn't about same thing. By the way, while you're in the fizzle.co slash try five, get Steph's goals course going. And if you really want to double up, Steph's goals course plus yeah, yeah, yeah. plus the journaling course. But what the insight is of Steph's goals course is you already have your goals. You already do, and it's not you come up with new goals. You discover what they already are, and that is I tell you what the difference between those two modes is as far away as heaven and earth is. It is just such a profoundly different way of thinking about goals. And if you haven't gotten into it yet, you need to. So first things first is just this purpose. Purpose sort of orients everything about and gives you those metrics around around right. what by like how you'll make the decision, right? So one of the things Aiden, another thing Aiden mentioned was when he started, um, when, when he was working and doing in his agency, he realized he had this desire or this, this um he was curious about what if I could work less hours at my agency and do things that more that pump me up more that like as an entrepreneur, you actually have this incredible ability to shape anything you want in your life. If you can learn everything, if, right, you can, yeah. if you can like if you can make something that is valuable enough for people who don't even know you to buy it, to find it and buy it. Right. Then 
you are in a situation where you can potentially, depending on how how many people are buying those things and how much it is, to to d- design a lot of your life, which is to say, mm-hmm. hey, man, maybe you don't want to do customer support. Maybe you don't want to think about what product's next. Maybe you don't want to manage the day-to-day of the office. Maybe you don't want to have an office. Maybe you don't want to this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. But maybe those things are essential for your business. Right. Well, now you're in the position where you can actually design how you want your day to go and one of the things you do in your day is is contribute to this business meaningfully. Totally. Right? And this is like literally the point that I wanted to end the arc on, which is that this question about should I go off and do this or should I stay in my business, um, If you, it changes the whole question if you're talking about purpose. Because I'm not also saying that, that the business you've got has to be the thing that creates the purpose. And Chase, you just described exactly where I am currently, which mm. is that. The pressure, and it was, it was a real, real interesting journey for me because, and I'll, I'll be bold here and assume that most kids that like to make pictures when they're little, um, just dream of being a designer to make money or a videographer or a creative writer. And it's like, what was really painful for me as a creative was having succeeded at that and then having to do it when I wasn't inspired. There was a special kind of hell that making an awful picture for somebody I don't like using a skill that I had held very sacred happened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very torturous because I was still assigning purpose to that. And it wasn't until, uh, quite frankly, I kind of like scaled back back down my hours, uh, got real tight on the operations, um, had some soul searching, and then was was, uh, exposed to the opportunity with Fizzle where I was like, you know what? I might be able to find purpose sharing knowledge, doing content, joining you guys on the team, um, and depressurizing the burden of purpose that I had previously had solely on one thing, which was my agency. Mm. And the irony about this is that as a result of alleviating all of that burden, I actually am totally fulfilled by a lot of the stuff I do for my agency, as well as completely fulfilled and super stoked on everything I'm doing for Fizzle. So that's a beautiful it's a pain-ridden journey, and there was a lot of trials and tribulations. But I, right now, and I'll be very grateful for realizing that everything is temporary. But right now, it's um, it's more of an answer than I even thought was possible. Mm, so crazy. if you if you can discover that maybe by similar steps, um, I think they're duplicatable. I'm not sure how how duplicatable they are, but um, those components I think are available to most people. Man, that's killer. Okay, so here's the three tips for you guys out there, you people. Sorry, y'all. Folks, <laughs> again, We're I apologize. There, <laughs> just, the only way, the only way, the only way through is out, or the only way out is through, or whatever. <laughs> you know, right? But we've got three, three big tips for you here. If you're, if you're, if you're drowning in this confusion, right? If you've got a lot of, a lot of sort of energy around this question, of like, should I get a job? Should I keep doing my business? Should I start my business and leave this job? Wherever you are, there's, there's three things I want you to think of. Okay, their purpose desire or let's go purpose desire and metrics okay purpose is what is the, the all the stuff we were talking about purpose right go take the defining your audience course it's really essential it's a bigger question than we can handle right here yeah. um then there's desire or or design i got desire slash design right this is like looking at your life and really getting, you know, if you haven't heard of Abraham Hicks, you should go put on some Abraham mm-hmm. Hicks YouTube videos and really get on your high-flying disc. Really think about what do you want, what do you desire? 
What do you, how do you want your day to go? And really one of the biggest questions you can ask is how do you want to feel? How do you want it to feel? Right? Uh, the, the, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes to my talk at ConvertKit where I, I talk about that at length. If you want to learn more mm-hmm. about that, it's a really powerful tool for designing what you want your, your role in your business to look like. Right. Just focus on how you want it to feel and then look at the, the activities in your business that make you feel that way. And when you start looking at the emotions and the actual what the experience of doing those tasks for your business is, that'll help you develop a vision of 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 a way in which you don't have to quit this business potentially to get a lifestyle that aligns itself more with what you want, right? So you have purpose, then you have desire or design, which is like, I desire my life to look like this. I like this, that. Desire, you know, and really, mm-hmm. it, like, I, de- I want to design my life to be like this or whatever. So purpose, desire, and metrics, okay? Because from the first two, from purpose and desire, you will be able to, I will ask you this question, so how will you know when it's going well? <laughs> how will right. you know when it's right. done? <laughs> how will you know? And if chances it's working. are... There's a metric in there that we can focus on, right? And this is where like, you know, a practice, a a daily practice like journaling can Mm -hmm. go so far and just go so far at just helping you catalog, identify, come to terms with, take inventory of the way it feels to be in your life. And it's the way it feels to be in your life that's causing you to have the confusion and the chaos that you're having around, should I quit? Should I stay? Should I go? Okay, and if you can get down into that and just be in dialogue with it, you will realize what is the only way through this. I'm going to tell you this. It's the only way through this. And we already identified it earlier on. It is to realize you are profoundly and precisely exactly where you're supposed to be right now. This confusion, this this decision that you have, these 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 elements in the decision, all of this stuff. If you look at it like you messed up and that's why you're here, well, you won't be able to relax and answer the question. And you won't learn the lesson. And you won't learn the lesson. And let me just tell you, there's more lessons after this one. So please just get on with the lesson. <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> there's that. That's there's a whole other stage coming where you're just like, oh, wait, it doesn't stop? I thought but I wait, would figure there's it out. more. <laughs> I thought I would figure it out. And I'd just be, as Aiden mentioned earlier, floating. Right? Right, right. And there is a degree, like I, I have to say, there's a way in which your life is totally yours to define. And you can have an exciting invigorating, creative, inspired, and, and uh, life. And, and beyond that, just a level of appreciation and gratitude in your life that supersedes anything you've experienced up to now. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better, right? You are mm-hmm. capable. You are capable. And a lot of places where we feel that is actually not in the success we get when we, when we achieve something. This is what all of our successful people teach us. Like Prince, who said it best, I've been to the mountaintop. There's nothing there. Right after he made Purple Rain, and his best friend's like, "Why? What are you going to do next? Are you? I thought you'd be making another Purple Rain." And he made something very different, something more low key. He said, "I've been in the mountaintop. There's nothing there." And then you know, now we now we don't have Prince anymore. And I was going to make some like <laughs> comment about, it. and then he like you know got addicted to pain meds or whatever the situation is. But it, but it's true that that we uh, we have all of these message, all of these messages from our successful people who are saying like, dude. You've got to, you know, Ramit Sethi's episode on this podcast was really good at that when he was talking about meeting Richard Branson and these others and and just this thing where it's like all these big wig, actually monstrously successful people saying like, you got to follow your passion. 
Like you got to do it. You got to do it. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that because there's, there's more to say on that topic. So purpose, desire, and metrics. This is how you're going to pull yourself out of it. And on the front half of that, if you can realize and just like make a little peace with the fact, like light a candle and make peace with the fact that you are right where you are right now, that you will not be somewhere else until you realize where you are, right? That you can, you are, and it's kind of magical where you are. It's sort of beautiful where you are. And you have a ton of potential coming your way. Like there's, there's just, you're not painted into a corner. The doors are wide open. You just, you're closing them on yourself. Why? Because confusion, shame, anxiety, all this stuff. Hey man, no bad. Me too. Everyone is like that. So get into that purpose. Get into that. And again, the big one on that, the course, uh, uh, defining your audience inside of fizzle, then getting your desire and your design. Again, you could look at the talk, uh, that I did at ConvertKit on some more about that. Then the metrics. How, by what metrics will you measure if you're heading in the right direction or not? Aiden, any closing words here? Yeah. Um, I mean, the worst the worst thing that'll happen is once you're through this confusion, whatever your story is, success or failure, um, just like Richard, um, you have an amazing, amazing story to share with other people who are in the same situation. That's the worst. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, more more people that can't that that can even be helped out there. Um, so so the more variants of this story, um, the better, in my opinion. Love it. Um, the final thing is that um, a wise man once told me, when confronted with a decision, first, be sure you need to make it. <laughs> Second. <laughs> make it (laughs) and uh and that's just meant to highlight uh be very clear on on whether or not there's urgency if there's no urgency don't treat it like it like there is um because that that just adds to the pressure already so much burden on your shoulder with a decision like this and uh like chase said you are where you're supposed to be so um chances are if you if you're not convinced you need to make a decision the current will carry you to where next you're supposed to be so that's all I love it. Okay, y'all. You can find the show notes for this episode at fizzleshow.co slash 318. Thank you for listening. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. And talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. See you later, y'all. Bye-bye.